there must be a better way. I first had that thought as a 13-year-old kid in Troy, Ohio, when I discovered clumps of my mom's sandy blonde hair on our bathroom floor, a side effect of the chemotherapy that was poisoning her body in order to treat a cluster of cancer cells in her left breast and lymph nodes. The same unsettling thought struck again when my vibrant, athletic mom, a swim instructor and my school gym teacher, emerged from treatment seemingly cured of cancer, but robbed of her spark, her energy, and her health. There must be a better way. At that age, I knew absolutely nothing about nutrition, but one public service message found its way into my adolescent brain. Soda is unhealthy, so I decided I would no longer drink it. This was the first time it occurred to me that food and diet might somehow be part of a better way. If soda was bad for you, might other foods be too? And might some be good for you as well? For the next decade, my mom struggled with a range of health problems that left her feeling sick and tired all the time. Depression, hypothyroidism, constipation, chronic fatigue syndrome— all this from a woman who, prior to treatment, could easily work a full-time job, care for her family, and then go for a workout or run and still feel energized. As I watched her health decline, an idea began to take hold, and over the years it continued to grow. I would become a doctor. I'd learn for myself why my mom had to sacrifice her health to treat her illness, and I'd try to find a better way. By the time I was in my twenties, that dream was becoming a reality. I was attending chiropractic college in Florida, where I learned the foundations of nutrition. I also began training as a doctor of functional medicine and learning about ancient remedies. The wisdom of traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine made sense to me. These millennia-old practices worked with your body rather than against it. Instead of looking at an illness in isolation— the treatments took the whole person into consideration and aimed to heal the root cause of disease. They saw the forest and the trees, restoring overall health while eradicating illness. And they used food as medicine to bolster the body and create the optimal conditions for healing. Nutrition was a key piece of the better way puzzle that was slowly coming together in my mind. As I read everything I could get my hands on about food and healing, I came across the ketogenic diet. I was blown away by the research. Here's a diet that actually transforms the way the body uses macronutrients, shifting your main fuel source from carbohydrates to fat. No other approach short of fasting can accomplish that. As a result, it can be a game-changer for people who have struggled for years to lose weight because it literally turns your body into a fat-burning machine. At the same time, the overall health implications are profound. It can reduce inflammation, balance vital hormones like insulin, and boost your brain health. During my research, I learned that the diet had already been used for decades to treat epilepsy and diabetes— and was being explored for other diseases as well, including cancer. I was in that mode of research and discovery when I received a tearful call from my mom. My oncologist told me they found a tumor on my lungs, she said, voice quavering. My stomach dropped. No, I thought. Not again. My mom was my inspiration, and she'd already been through so much. 
I told her I loved her and would be there soon. The next day, I was on a plane to Ohio. Back in my family home, my mom explained that her doctors had recommended surgery and radiation. I told her I believed there was a better way, one that would strengthen her body's innate healing mechanisms, support her overall health, and offer a sane, sustainable, scientifically sound approach to lifelong wellness.